What are you doing here? I thought I'd stop by and ask your boyfriend for some drifting lessons. Trust me, you don't want to be a part of this world. That's good enough for you. You don't know anything about me. But well, why don't you think I know? Because I'm a gajin. Welcome to Fapping About, the world's first, best, and only podcast about the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, we just checked, and yeah, there's no other, so it's just us. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, my name is Colin, and today I'm joined by Matt, as usual. Hi, Hello. Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry, but you've got to sit in the backseat again. Uh, again? Yeah, it's we've got a guest, and guests get, get shotgun. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay, hold on. Do you, hold on, do you want your... There's a bunch of CDs back here. Do you want them? Uh, yeah. Could you could you pass me up that um that really emo looking one? Uh, Which we're there's, gonna... that's all of them. Here, here's take this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No. Oh um oh yeah, this will do. Yeah, yeah. This is all, okay. okay. We'll bring no, this up no. later. Yeah. Okay. Some garbage back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Quinn. Hey. Hey. Uh, good. Welcome coming. This was. You're a buddy of Matt's, and this is the one that you really wanted to do. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, right? thanks for having me. Well, okay, uh, so in in fairness, <laughs> Quinn said, I want to talk about Han. And I was like, oh, oh well, really? We Han okay. in Tokyo Drift. So that seems like a good right. fit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not that is a good fit is maybe something we can, uh, whether or not this is a very Han-centric movie is something we can get into maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that's where we first, well, we, we met Han in Better Luck Tomorrow, uh, because yeah. we are like that um, and but for, for people who are in the franchise this is their first time meeting Han mm-hmm. so Quinn what's your car background uh, my car background is like uh, I I mostly have not cared about cars the only car I really kind of like like and have an affinity for is a Mini Cooper and um, I, oh, I have one um, I have, oh, I have really? a 2019 Mini Cooper um, for a uh, four-door hatchback, um, and I love the hell out of it. I, ever, ever since, honestly, ever since I saw the Italian jo- job, oh wow! I was like, I want that. Co- like, like when I was like young, I saw that. I was like, I want that car. It took me a long time to get to it, but now I have that car, and I'm very happy to have that so, car. Yeah, the last car I drove about like eighteen months ago was my grandma's Mini Cooper, <laughs> and it ruled. It's, it was yeah. so much fun. This Other is that, I know I wrong, but like for some reason I associate Mini Coopers with werewolves. I don't know why. That's okay. They is, there, feel, is there like a some media with? I don't know. I'm. Yeah. You just said Mini Cooper, and I was like, oh yeah, like a werewolf. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> The werewolf of cars, the be, Mini be, Cooper. Just, I'm just saying, be careful around that Mini Cooper. It might, you know, on the full moon, turn into a monster, monster truck version of yeah. the Mini Cooper. That's cool that yeah. you just like you found the one car for you though, and yeah. it's just working out great. Basically, mm. and, then, and then, and then, other than that, uh, I actually just know more about RC cars than like actual oh, cars. Oh, really? At this point, huh. yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I got like. Um, uh, you know, my pandemic it, rather than like making bread, my pandemic hobby was RC cars. 
Oh, uh, that's awesome. That I felt like deeply into. I, I want to return to this later. I'm making a note. Really? Okay. Yeah, we should talk about that. I would love to just, even if it's not on recording, I would love to know how you get into RC cars and what that that space is oh, like. I, cool. I could tell you more than you want to know. <laughs> oh, excellent. That, awesome. that truly is a pandemic hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we can get back to that later, but let's talk about 2006, the year this movie came out. Um, since I was the first one here to step up and talk about what I was up to, uh, I was this is the year that My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade came out. Maybe you've heard of it. It's... Am I the only Black Parade fan here? Well, is it I'm, just me? I'm, when when I was a young boy, my, my father, he told me, uh, here, son, listen to this uh, sick album. No, that's not true. Uh, we didn't talk for years. Um, but oh. <laughs> that was that was in heavy rotation in, like, the, um, you know, friends, friends' cars, I think. It's a banger. I still go back and listen to it every once in a while. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, I was listening to that on a first-generation iPod shuffle, uh, which I I looked up the date on this. I can't figure out what the exact timeline of this was, considering like I must have gotten it for Christmas or my birthday, but that's the one, the long one, that has like a USB stick in it. It's a USB stick MP3 player um, with no screen. It was, I don't know, it's what I had. I would wear it while I was walking my dog and also do my chemical romance some 41 and like rise against so that's what i was up to uh because we also looked up for me at least there were no games this year um that's your wait that's not true <laughs> there were no games okay. i i looked it up i was like i don't think i played any of these there's a bunch of stuff next year is 2007's a huge year but um, this is when oblivion came out what do you i didn't play oblivion okay well i didn't like oblivion um, but I, yeah, this is the year the 360 launched, but like I didn't play Oblivion. I'm trying to think because I was deep in with people playing Halo 2 at this point. Mm. Um, but I can't remember what exactly else I would have been doing. I don't know, maybe like RuneScape or something, but I think that was a bit earlier too. Um, uh, is, that, is that when is that, when, when did Time Splitters come out? This feels like around that around that time. Oh, yeah, also missed me, so... Well, Quinn, what did you have? Do you have anything cool going on in 2006? Um, like, I was sort of like doing uh, sort of like um, web web dev slash uh, sysadmin stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was trying auto assault, ironically. Okay. Uh, so, so an interesting yeah. thing was I did Fitting. not watch Tokyo Drift at this time i actually i actually yeah. i actually got into the series like way later like recently um so this was like this not on my for, radar like, a lot of people yeah yeah yeah, it was, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's funny it's, it wasn't until like you know like later where people were like talking about it and was like huh is this thing actually like worth me getting mm -hmm. into and then it sort mm -hmm. of like and then and then once i started to doing it like I, like i'd watched the whole series over like a weekend or two um oh, i just wow. sort of mainline yeah. them yeah so this this seems to be like also like generally the the journey um like we talked a little bit in previous episodes of like like i knew i knew about these movies and i was like mm -hmm. no <laughs> I, I i think <laughs> i know what me. those are and i'm just like i'm not interested um mm -hmm. and yeah like uh going back and and watching like the first one it's like oh 
this is like mm-hmm. this is a pretty good movie actually i like this i mean yeah well i mean it's it, it's funny is because you think like you know a, a thing that they i think they sort of um there's just always this interesting theme uh with uh like series of any medium that take on their life of their own is that they think it's about one thing right they're like oh yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna tell you about cars and blah 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 and that and that sends off like everybody who's like oh well i'm not into cars right mm-hmm. you know uh but like really the show is only like mildly about cars right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's about all of these other things first right mm-hmm. they're more like a they're more like an mcu movie with cars mm-hmm. cars are a- the aesthetic almost um right. but there's much more going on there i'm i'm, I'm like uh, but i'm i'm maybe jumping ahead a little bit but i'm like so mm-hmm. into uh, like what cars are in Tokyo Drift, particularly because it, really? it, it, it's in a very different place. It feels like than it yes. has been for the last two movies, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and uh, I it it like uh, I don't know if this pattern will continue, but like it it has like clicked the language of cars for me in a big way. Wow, um, and I'm 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 excited. Huh. What, uh, Matt, you got any notes on what you're oh, you were uh, way uh, into in 2006? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, so 2006 was, uh, oh my god, is that, wait, let me double check. Is that when the Burning Crusade came out? Um, oh god, because, yeah, yeah, you're on an annual cycle already. Uh, no, Burning Crusade was, it was 2007, but I was definitely on that train. Um, I, I was on the wow train. Um, when I talk about my mm-hmm. wow addiction, uh, it was like uh, in in like this is I was in junior year of high school. Uh, I was playing uh, World of Warcraft uh, and Night of Hunt, Night of Hunter. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing it until like 4 a.m., getting two hours wow. of sleep, going to school, thinking about wow all day. And then getting home and immediately playing WoW until like 4 a.m. Yeah, it's like, I was going to say, so I know you from, we play a lot of Destiny 2 together. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, Matt, we play a lot of Destiny. Like, how much more WoW were you playing the Destiny? It's yeah, like a I'm, fucking I'm lot. Good, I'm good with Destiny. Uh, I, I'm like, I have much better habits than I did when I was uh, 16 with WoW. Um, yeah, WoW. Also... Um, this was a fact that like all my friends liked to deride me. Um, uh, wow. At the time had a, had a level cap of 60. I never got mm-hmm. past level 40 for the longest time, even though I played oh. constantly. Um, cause huh. I was always doing like crafting shit that was like not really getting me experience. Yeah. Well, that's um, like, I would not in wow, but, uh, in like other games to this day, I'm way more interested in like the customization and crafting stuff often than the progression systems. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the, you know, the mm-hmm. you end up in like a the general chat at 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> like talking to people about bullshit. And it's like, uh, OK, um, yeah, my wow experience was probably a little bit later than this, but it was like uh, a friend and I just uh, me just once. But he did the like up to level 20 free trial or whatever, two week or no, it's probably like a two week free trial or something at that point. Um, he did that and was like, yo, this is awesome. You got to try this out. So then he started a new one and I started one with him and then just like running around those beginning zones. Um, I think I was like a, uh, halfling rogue or something. I don't know. Um, in wow. Yeah. You or were halfling. Uh, you no, were halfling? 
Are there half? There's no half. No, I don't know. Yep, it wasn't a halflings. dwarf, but it was in a. a word, yeah, yep, okay. you were half the group. That's that's fine. Let's scan it. Let's move on. <laughs> what? We'll we'll let people write in with our uh, errata. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. Quinn, you got a you got a wow thoughts. <laughs> um, you know, wow, MMOs are like not are generally like not my thing. The the loops are too kind of like long for me like like, like i'm a i'm a mm. i'm a fighting game guy mm-hmm. oh, right okay. uh these games mm-hmm. like okay like you know a very intense like two or three minutes um and then you get to do it over and over and over and over again that's kind of like mm-hmm. my jam generally um mm-hmm. so yeah like I, you know I've, i played I, I definitely did had to have an account um and like would play and stuff but never got like i never got to the uh part uh where i was like doing like raids or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, although I, I actually, um, the wild raids would eventually a couple of years later, actually, um, I'd be like watching them and then it would like inspire me to do a bunch of stuff for like game design, uh, like tabletop oh, cool. role playing games. So, oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, but this is, uh, maybe, uh, did you ever play those like early, uh, wow card games? Yeah, I had, I, ha- I was big into that for a while. Those were, so those were really good but um i remember me and my friends we um we had the raid deck um which yeah, those was are fun. so good like one of the yeah. few like uh asymmetric like card games and and wizard would wizards would eventually revisit this with what nico nico bola stuff but um which i have a, unopened <laughs> because card the problem with card games is that you have to play them with people um <laughs> Yeah, not much of that going on right now, huh? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Matt, tell me about uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift in 2006. Or I guess probably prior than 2006. Too, uh, I mean, released in 2006 and probably yeah, started a little bit earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the the note that I... One of the big notes I have is like, um, having not seen the rest of the movies, um, when I look at like... Uh, casts or, or like lists of like key creatives who are attached to them, like particularly like directors and and like screenwriters and producers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now the movie where we start to have like a consistent lineup. Um, oh, like really? We have had this is our not counting Better Luck Tomorrow. This is our third director in three movies. But um, going forward, like Justin Lin is like the Fast and Furious director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming. Coming back with uh, the uh, F9, which is not out yet, but um, also confirmed for 10 and 11. So, you know, a full uh, seven mm-hmm. of the of the uh, planned 11 films are just in Lynn um, with wow. everyone else just kind of like pop- popping in for like one one movie. Um, mm-hmm. And this is also when we're um, starting to see uh, Chris, Chris Morgan, um, who is uh, I have not seen a lot of stuff about. Uh, about Chris Morgan, but um, seems like an yeah, interesting, an interesting Morgan? character at least. Uh, Chris Morgan is the is a screenwriter um, who will be with us until uh, F nine, I believe. Okay, yeah, he writes a lot of like big, big budget blockbuster style stuff. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, and then we have we continue to have uh, Neil Moritz, who is basically like the producer for for all of all of the movies. Um. Uh, so yeah, we talked we talked a lot about Justin Lin during Better Luck Tomorrow, but um, I, I think you it, know an important thing like through line to draw is like 
it, it is only because of Better Luck Tomorrow that Justin Lin is directing this. Oh um, yeah, Quinn, have you did, have you seen Better Luck Tomorrow? I haven't. Oh, you should you it's, should watch that because that's good. kind of I'm gonna anchor a lot of my Han thoughts on that movie. So okay, yeah, um, that's that's a cool movie. Yeah, it, it's really neat that he got this from that directly. Do you, um, are you familiar with like the um like the the framing of Better Luck Tomorrow? No. So it is. Uh, I'm, I've been calling it a spin on because it is a movie Justin Lin made in 2002 with Sun Kang as Han. Uh, it, it's not a Fast and the Furious movie. It's about like a bunch of other stuff, but um, it is like unofficially the origin story of Han. Um, really? Like they like mm-hmm. everyone involved, Justin Lin and uh, Sun Kang, like consider that to be the same character. Um, it's the only reason it's not like part of the continuity is because it's not owned by Universal. Um, <laughs> but it is like, uh, yeah, definitely like uh, for the people who are making oh. this movie, this is like an early exploration of that character. Matthew oh. revealing this to me is kind of the thing that made me think we should talk about this like in a recorded form. I was like, oh, there's okay, that's so much more interesting. And mm-hmm. like it's a really good movie. I, I, um, I ooh, okay, I'm, I'll have to check it out. It has grown yeah. on me a lot. Um but yeah. I, I liked it at the time, but it has grown on me more. Um and also like to 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 recap the kind of the the story of Better Luck Tomorrow. Um like Better Luck Tomorrow was like an indie film that kind of got attention um because of roger ebert um there was a screening where you know uh, better luck tomorrow is like like the the very brief summary is that it is like uh, a a crew of like asian americans in orange county like falling into like crime um and at high school asian americans uh, like yes, it's sorry yeah it's while they're all studying for their sats Yes, they're all like Ivy League students or like, um, you know, honor students who are like going to go to Ivy Leagues who uh, like delve into delve into crime. Um, And during a screening at Sundance, some uh, some piece of shit. And this is on film. So it's a delicious moment to watch. Some piece of shit is like, how how dare you like represent like Asian American people this way? Uh, And Roger Ebert stands up and is, you know, in short, like, uh, actually, fuck you, sir. Uh, like you would not, you would not ask this question to like a group of white creators. Um, they, they have no like obligation to like represent their people in any way. Um, and, and because of this, like MTV, like ended up picking it up. Um, and you know, movie gets made, movie gets a lot of attention. And then Neil Moritz sees that movie and says, I want Justin Lin to direct this movie. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it mm. has. The Barrel Look Tomorrow has like the same style of filming in a lot of ways as this movie and presumably the rest of the Fast and Furious movies going forward. I don't remember exactly how they look, but it's a lot of like really stylish moving camera cuts and stuff. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Nice. Hmm. Um, so I, I think in in listening to like Justin Lin's um, interviews and stuff, there is. It's interesting because he seems very drawn to like his indie work, um, like Better Luck Tomorrow, um, like uh, finishing the game, which he would go on to f- to finish after uh, after Tokyo Drift. Um, and it it seems like he has a lot of love for like indie filmmaking, um, but mm-hmm. he is also doing these like huge big budget films. Um, uh, there's a so like I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me like what 
what draws someone who is like focused on like indie filmmaking into um, this this kind of like blockbuster like space. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's there's two quotes that I I liked about um, just like listening to Justin Lin talk about it. Um, and the first one is that like uh, you know he's talking to uh, I think he's talking to like somebody called like Chuck the film guy or something like that. There's some weird, <laughs> there's some weird footage out there. Um, uh, but some extremely mid two thousands, like film, internet film critic. Yeah. Guy. Like two forty P. But he had a quote about like all the movies that were growing up in theaters in like uh, growing up in orange County. Um, you know, they weren't these indie movies. They were the big Hollywood movies. That's like, that's the, that's the film I grew up on. Um, mm-hmm. And so even though I, I like ended up, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing at this point, like even though he ended up, um, you know, being drawn to a lot of like indie filmmaking, like the big budget stuff was always just like in his, in his repertoire, in his, in his blood. Um, and yeah. Um, and, and there's also a quote here that like, um, I think for me connects it back to the thinking about like the AIP stuff and like the, the vision of like fifties drive in theaters that, that Neil Moritz was trying to pull in of um, Mm -hmm. Lynn saw the fast and the furious. The first one, when it came out uh, in a, in a sold out crowd um, who just had a lot of like energy and excitement in it, um, bringing all of this like spectacle um, this, this like, yeah, I don't know. It also like, you know, thinking about like, it's been uh, uh, thirty years in pandemic. Uh, and like, oh, yeah. remember, remember going to movies and just like the energy <laughs> of like being in a place and seeing a movie with people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, go, especially like with it's starting to be summer now. It's getting hot. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, I should, I should just go to a nice air conditioned yeah. movie theater, yeah, watch if? a dumb action movie. That'd be great. Um. Uh, and my last note about Justin Land is um. Justin Lin, not really a car guy, um, was not hmm. like up on drifting, um, hmm. but uh, he he makes this connection for me that like uh, again was one of the things that like really cements my understanding of of like how cars work in this movie, um, and it's drifting is about having control and knowing what you're doing, but at the same time trusting your gut and letting go completely, and that's the hardest thing. And that's the struggle that we all have as human beings, really. Um, Damn. And, and that's like a little, a, a little corny, but like mm-hmm. that there is like anything there, like really uh, brings so much for me of just like okay, we're moving past thinking about these as just like cars on the screen, but we're thinking about like what it means to like operate these cars and like the ways in which we operate these cars. Um, <laughs> And I guess this is just me saying, like, Justin Lin, he's pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah, he's, and the man's a walking pull quote. Yeah. Oh, good. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, remember where I heard it, but the thing I always heard, it's the brief description of what a drift is, it's a controlled loss of traction, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, like, more of a technical answer, but it's that you are losing control in a controlled way and trying to just keep ride that line mm-hmm. uh and it's like if you go too far in either way you completely screwed so drifting is drifting is like I, I got into drifting before i like saw this 
Um, mm-hmm. But then, and then it was sort of like also sort of hit me that, that like you know uh, like I I just like really like love like like I don't like normal sort of car racing, but there's something mm-hmm. about the drifting and the sort of like skill and kind mm-hmm. of like it, and it's a very different set of like skills. It's a very different kind of feel or like look oh, yeah. to it um, from any other like automotive thing. Quick quick question: When you say you got into drifting. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> no. Are you no, up there so, in the so, mini Cooper no, or no? I, oh, I I did I did have a conversation about that with my partner. I was uh, <laughs> summarily rejected. Thank you, partner, for 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 not letting me. Wait, how like, do you have that conversation? My... Is like, do you just go like, hey, um, I'm thinking about learning to drift. <laughs> Like what do you say? So 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 as anybody who knows so so here's the thing. Anybody who 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 knows me, right? I, I think Matt can attest. Like like when I start to like wind up on a thing, like I go like real deep, real fast in a thing. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I think I think anybody who spends time like close to me, like hears the wind up, like I will go from idle musing <laughs> to I just signed up for like drift lessons. Like like that. Clear my right. schedule. It's drifting day. Right, and so 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 my partner sort of heard me idle musing, and she was like, mm, "No, please stop." Right, and I was like, "Okay, you're right." I mean, it's very right. Um, but like, I do, I do, and 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 uh, this is also a theme for the RC cars. What I do uh, do is I have. Next question. I actually, I actually, I actually have. So, so I actually have. Um, I, I I made a custom like Mustang uh, body, like jet black with like a gold. Uh, have you ever oh. seen Death Note? Uh, mm-hmm. The the anime no, Death Note, not. like with a sh- uh, so, there, there's this like, like a- kind of like Shinigami. Kind of like uh, I, Death I know Spirit. Death Note. It's a big black hole for me in anime, though. Oh okay, God. yeah, but uh, yeah. basically, like I got the the Shinigami, um, like in oh. like a gold like decal on the front, um, and Fuck. then I like like uh, like lock the differential so it'll drift and got drift tires. So I have like a drift RC car, and <laughs> that's, that's where I live. Me some photos live of this, vicariously. This that's the coolest yeah. shit I've heard all day. <laughs> Yeah, it just has like a way to achieve this dream. This uh-huh. rules. Um, <laughs> probably probably a little safer, you. also. Yeah, yes. that's that's a lot awesome. Safer. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you need to send me a photo of that. I want to see that. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the other thing, you, you got a note here about Vin Diesel, which yeah, there's there's no Vin Diesel in this movie. Well, no, there's Vin Diesel in this movie. We're not. We're not in Cape Babe. The uh, yeah, so like, uh, there's an. I have a note. Um, this is partially about this movie, but also partially about uh, Riddick, but also partially about like uh, Vin Diesel is a shrewd motherfucker. Um, really? Like, so Vin Diesel has a cameo at the very end of the movie, which was the studio wanted to. Uh, to to signal that he was going to be back uh, center stage in a fourth one, um, mm-hmm. and Diesel said yes, but uh, instead of an acting fee, uh, he demanded the studio uh, gave him and his one race production company rights to the Riddick, Riddick character. Um, so Vin Diesel owns the character Riddick. Um, Is was Riddick like his thing? Did he write? Yeah, produce, or did he just love it so much that he was like, "I, I want this to be my jam." I mean, I mean, like he was involved, like you know, going back to like Pitch Black, which was the first movie in that yeah. franchise. Uh, I, I think he just like 
I, I haven't done the research, but I think he just liked that character a lot, um, especially thinking <laughs> of like, actually, ooh, when was when was the Chronicles of Riddick game? Because um, that's oh, wow. that might be that might be around this, this time. What, Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah. 2004. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, great. That was a, that was a great game. Um, I, I need to play that. Yeah. I, I don't know that it holds up uh, th- this many years later, but it it was an interesting first person game at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just my my footnote is that like Vin Diesel leveraged an appearance in this movie uh, into like letting him do some uh, like 3D chess stuff with Riddick. Um, and also I'll note, I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily involved, but like after this movie, uh, Vin Diesel is a, is a producer. Um, so, you know, Vin Diesel is like leveraging his star power to like mm-hmm. uh, give himself more creative control in these pictures. Um, mm-hmm. which I, I think is an interesting, interesting tidbit. Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you, or I don't know if you've seen this about how Vin Diesel got into acting. Or this supposed story, I got it from his Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, did you mention? Where did you mention this? I think I think you heard I, it. I, yeah, I, tell I, me. So, oh, it's Quinn. Have you heard this story? No. So Vin Diesel, um, apparent when he was like very young, him and some friends, like he wasn't acting at all, and him and some friends were like, "Hey, it would be fun to break into this local theater and like graffiti it up and then get out." And so they break into this theater and like. A, a stage manager or someone was there and caught them and was like hey i won't like call the cops or turn you in or anything if you stay and help run productions for this theater um and vin they did and vin diesel ended up really liking it and then just got super into acting apparently oh, that's it's crazy. like it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's some like coming of age movie stuff just like it's ridiculous that he just actually broke into a theater and it ended up becoming his entire life. It's rules so much. That, that, that it, it breaking into the theater is literally how he broke in. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Ah, there it's you go. Yeah. Breakout. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's just the same joke. school delinquent Sean Boswell is sent to Japan to live with his father after a racing challenge breaks bad. Sean quickly befriends Twinkie who introduces him to the racing scene where he encounters Takeshi, a small-time Yakuza member, as well as the quote, Drift King, or DK. Sean gets taken under the wing of Takeshi's lieutenant Han, who agrees to teach him how to drift to impress his crush, Nila. As Takeshi and Sean butt heads over Nila, Takeshi discovers that Han has been skimming off the top of his Yakuza business for himself. A race through the streets ends with Han's car T-boned and exploding with him inside. Looking to settle things with Takeshi and his uncle, Han's crew rebuild a Mustang, which they take to one last race down a mountain in the countryside. Sean beats Takeshi, earning the respect of his uncle and a place in the Tokyo racing scene. Sometime later, Dom shows up to the race and Sean to pay his respects to Han. Um, where do you want to start with this? I guess with the reception? Like... (sighs) Uh, yeah so i mean like uh the uh, i don't know this movie uh, 
this movie was received poorly and i don't know mm-hmm. partially I'm, i have to wonder if that was in relation to ostensibly neither neither paul walker nor vin diesel being in this movie mm-hmm. um uh it reviewed I... generally very poorly um uh I, with the big exception of um our boy roger ebert our special little guy yeah. um who uh gave it three who out of four stars the, how great this movie was yeah like <laughs> i i think um, um I, I read roger ebert's full review yeah it did seem a little bit like um i'm proud of you justin lynn but i am a little disappointed you're not making indie films because i would like you to make those more <laughs> um but uh, yeah he he you know there's a bit here that Tokyo Drift is quote more observant than we expect and the story is about something more mm-hmm. than fast cars which I, I think mm-hmm. I think that holds for me rings true yeah yeah do, does this feel to either of you like someone at the studio wanted to do a um what's the word it just slipped my brain um like a series of movies that are not connected but about cars um what's the word I'm looking an, for an there anthology anthology series? yeah does this movie mm. feel like someone wanted to do an anthology series of dra- like racing films? Because that's what I've always thought it felt like. I mean, I mean, I felt like I mean, one of the things I've always like uh, liked about these things as I've gotten into them is that they give you sort of like a like snapshot of car culture, and, and maybe they mm-hmm. did think they could like okay, we could just sort of. Uh, switch up the players and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Each one and give you these different car cultures. Um, yeah, and, that's, and then I, that's I think, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and and I think maybe after this, they got sort of like a little bit cold feet. Like, okay, let's give at least have a consistent set of characters, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll put them in different places. Yeah, well, I guess it turns out when you write a bunch of characters that people care about and are invested mm-hmm. in, there people get interested <laughs> in coming back every time. <laughs> like, I, right. I, I'm not sure if the the vibe was um, that they were trying to do anthology because, like, uh, there there's some quotes about from you know Moritz who you know around like why they wanted Justin Lin. Um, the they and I I heard this language a couple times in in listening to interviews and stuff. Um, they said it needed to feel fresh and like the word fresh is doing a lot there um Mm. but you know they're like they're talking about like oh well there's this new thing it's called drifting it's new Mm -hmm. it's a different thing you haven't seen it what's drifting let me tell you that that Mm -hmm. shot of like um sean and uh twinkie in the elevator being like what's drifting uh, let oh, me tell yeah. you sean slash the audience um is in like every trailer for this movie oh which... yeah i watched a couple of the trailers mm-hmm. and it's always mm-hmm. like the first thing we need to do is explain what drifting is to you to yeah. set up this movie and i as far as i know this movie did tell everyone who wasn't already a car person about drifting was i don't mm-hmm. know if i definitely did not know about it before this movie uh quinn is it the same for you that like do you think you heard about drifting through this movie if even if you didn't see it at the time um i i i uh i came to drifting like uh you know like uh beforehand uh seeing this Mm -hmm. movie so i sort of knew about it um like not at the time i didn't watch the movie at the time but like later when i Mm -hmm. caught up to it i had already kind of gotten into sort of drifting um Mm -hmm. And then and then watch this. And I felt I felt that they represented the feel of drifting pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh, but I could see I could see how if 
you were if you didn't know drifting and you were like watch the other fast and furious about mm-hmm. like the big like cars and stuff like that and you're just like wait these cars are just what whipping out of control around a corner what <laughs> yeah right well, like I'm, i can see how that like would leave you dissatisfied I want to read this other quote here I pulled from a view from uh, I've got him labeled as Mike LaSalle, the wrongest man ever. Um, <laughs> uh, he wrote a review for who is this for? I think it was like the SF Chronicle or something. But I, the whole th- he does make some good points about the movie. I agree with. But in general, he's very negative on it. I just want to read this bit here because it's ridiculous that this is where what he thought. OK, quote. As for the racing scenes, who cares about the finesse of mo- who cares about the finesse move of drifting compared to going fast? And who wants to go- watch guys race in a parking lot? For that matter, who wants to watch guys race down a mountain with lots of turns? As it stands, <laughs> these cars rarely get to high gear. Mike, what are you talking about? There's um, like <laughs> uh, my favorite. My favorite thing. This is another one of actually. This was definitely uh, uh, an interview with uh, Chuck, the movie guy, and Justin Lin. <laughs> Um, in that 240p video but uh, Justin Lin describes like uh, he's specifically describing like the kind of drag racing in the first movie Mm -hmm. as like it's a pissing contest Um, (laughs) and it's that's not false I I, so like Mm -hmm. I understand that I think that movie does communicate that there is a skill to you get a really good car and that's an important part but then it's like oh there's a mind game of like when do you drop your nos i guess or whatever mm-hmm. but also they're just going in a straight line and that movie has to do a lot of editing work to make that seem cool um in this the the driving the races are so cool in this like yeah every the when they go straight it sucks and then they make the car go sideways and it rules <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's so good this this movie has i think like that was the the number one thing i noticed when watching this is just the racing in this is like so cool there's like a drive choreography almost to it yeah um where it feels like okay as opposed to the other the first two movies that we watched the first one i do like that movie a lot and there's some like i like it probably about overall the same as this one i think but the cars in it are the cars look cool and they go in a straight line and this one it's like oh when they get in the cars you know you're gonna see some shit because there's there's a whole dance to how everything is happening yeah it's, it's like car um, ballet i yes oh I've, yeah absolutely I've, yeah I've, I've heard a couple people describe it as ballet and i think that's it's yeah it's, it's dressage for cars mm-hmm. um the it's not only that though i think like um it also does a great job like making the driving feel real and how skilled the drivers are and how dangerous it is like the actors even contribute to this because they do a good job i think looking like they're getting thrown around when they're going around corners in their seats and like they all seem like they're right on that edge of control in a lot of ways um it's like yeah i just i just love it the the thing i uh, a thing i think about a lot in um in like shonen um is <laughs> the i'm so i'm so happy you brought brought the shonen thing because i was thinking just the same thing Go, oh yeah keep it's, it's time um uh <laughs> the so like the the classic uh, uh, a form of like shonen um competition like how do you resolve competitions um mm-hmm. is or, or at least like the one i grew up on is like dragon ball z uh it's right. i have n power the enemy has you know x power my 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 power has to be greater than theirs 
Um, mm-hmm. This is maybe not true for the all all of the series, but this is this is how it holds true in my memory. Um, and, and so, like the way to overcome an obstacle is to just accrue more power. It's uh, oh, I need to be Super Saiyan, uh, the one above, the one mm-hmm. ahead before. Um, I need to I need to just do more and be more powerful. Um, and then you get characters like uh, like Krillin who are like, well, I don't have enough power. I'll just sit by here on the sidelines <laughs> um, and think about my wife. Um, original wife guy, Krillin. Um, Fair. The, uh, you know, then you move into, and uh, there's like numerous examples. Um, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, is mm-hmm. one that like I made a game about. Uh, I'm watching Hunter Hunter x Hunter right now, right. Um, which does a similar, which like suddenly the way to resolve like challenges is not about linearity it's about like Mm -hmm. um sidestepping um it's about like moving in orthogonal directions um jojo specifically is the best Mm -hmm. parts of jojo are when someone comes up with some absolute bullshit that Mm -hmm. it's oh that's ridiculous yeah but i love it just because like it's so interesting seeing what they have crafted as the solution to this impossible puzzle Uh, is like i win because my hat is made out of wool (laughs) Um, yeah, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, like well, they're like lateral thinking, fighting. Yeah, yes, exactly. Things, right? Like, um, it's it's no longer about uh, and, and like to bring it back into to cars. It's no longer about like can I go faster. In, it's about like can I um like navigate this better? Where navigation is now mm-hmm. like you know I think the the thing that like too fast too furious brought was like okay we're not just going fast we're going fast while navigating a course um, with lots of Mm -hmm. twists and turns and stuff like that i think like the the step beyond that into tokyo drift is like um there are lots of turns and stuff like that but like the way the the way in which we navigate them there's now this like new skill that like complicates that um and and Mm -hmm. brings a lot of uh texture to to like the navigation of of courses and things like that and I don't think this movie isn't about that skill, but it follows as someone learns that skill and progresses and like becomes a good drifter from not being able to do it at all. Like none of the other movies have that. I guess Brian's a little bit of a crummy drag racer at the beginning of the first one and the second one. Everyone's just great from the go on that. But mm-hmm. like I mean, this one is like he sucks. at the. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was Yeah, I was going to say it's like a very like. I, I I always thought this is like it felt like a very blood sporty, right? Like like the movie Bloodsport, oh, oh, where like, you know wait. he come he come he come, <laughs> like 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 where he comes in like kind of like mm-hmm. you know the the foreigner comes into this like new place and kind of like you know he has mm-hmm. this like direct skill kind of there and then he has to learn all of the subtleties. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, the thing um, I've always heard is someone describing as like coming of age, but I think like you uh, framing it as shonen actually makes so much more sense, and not because it's set in Japan, just like it actually feels a lot closer to that. Mm-hmm. I I I do kind of feel like um, I don't know if you necessarily make a distinction between like coming of age and like buildings Roman, but like I do feel like this is about um, like the thing at the core of this movie is about like Sean's like. Uh, uh, evolution into into uh, a man who do, who do car good um it's 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 not a lot but it does push the movie forward and like it does the it does the job better than you think it would yeah i mean i'm 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 saying it uh i'm oversimplifying it but yeah it is yeah i, I think it i think it does do a good job of that well i mean mm-hmm. I, I think it does a good job of like paralleling it it, it 
insofar as like kind of like the best moments of the Fast and Furious series are kind of um, about sort of how people express their like inner journeys through the car journey. Mm. Right. Yes. And like, I feel oh, like yeah. he, he, yeah. there's this overlap, right. Where he like, like his lesson is like, he's always running right from one bit of trouble mm-hmm. to the next. Right. He's, mm-hmm. he's trying to move as fast as he can through all the trouble that he's creating and kind of crashing along the way. And then like when he starts picking up this skill and start, and then he is growing also as a person to actually like, uh, like we're talking about, like to navigate, and to like maneuver and not crash into everything, but like guide through. And then, and then it's like his skill and him as a person are like, they meet in the middle. He, he is, um, he is learning drifting, which is like how cars express grace, but he as a character is learning how to like be a graceful person in in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And learn and learn and learning how to like deal with others with kind of like, not just like with bravado and kind of like, yeah, I'll get her done. And, but like actually like with commitment and sort of like honor and like, you know, what, you know, like all of these things that he hasn't had really shown in the beginning. Like I, I do agree with all that, but I also feel like you have to do so much work to read that yourself. I don't think the script always carries like that with it. Um, I I don't know if it's the script or if it's uh, Lucas black. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's weird because like yeah, you totally feel that, but also I don't know if I could tell you anything about Sean. <laughs> the the thing the thing I'll say is like think about um think about like that first scene with uh Zachary Taylor Thomas's brother um oh. <laughs> um where you know that that first race is very um it's very like rough and brutish Mm -hmm. in like a lot of ways um it is that is that is the that is the furious um Mm -hmm. it is uh, you know there's a lot of like crashing through obstacles um Mm -hmm. and and even just like socially like Mm -hmm. you know he he gets into that situation where he's just like he's talking to someone uh and you know uh a greg greg quarterback is like uh fuck you (laughs) um and like that you know he he like escalates that in a very like uh boorish way um Mm -hmm. and you know then thinking about like that okay then then cut cut that like social interaction with like that race um Mm -hmm. and like you know crashing through walls and stuff like that um neither neither in the car neither behind the wheel nor like outside of the car um he just doesn't know how to be uh he doesn't know how to like Mm -hmm. move through things in in a peaceful way um he has to just like crash through everything it's he's waiting till he's forced to make a decision and then just kind of blasting right through it Mm because that's the whole thing with that first race is He's like, oh, I'll take the side road. It's I'll be smart. And then the next thing that hits him is, oh, I can't actually go straight here. OK, I guess I'm going through this building. He's never he's never thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he's 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 in a reactive state where mm-hmm. to like really drip like drift. Well, you have to be proactive. You have to you're, you're like literally turning before the turn. Mm-hmm. Right. And sort of reading that line. And so, yeah, like, yeah, he, he goes from like a reactive to a proactive state. And But but to, to get on that part you're saying about like like you can't sort of tell much about Sean. I, I, th- I think you're right. It, it, 
the problem with a lot of these blockbuster movies sometimes and, and, and with some of that, like, like you can sort of tell when they're trying to put them on the hero's journey, sort of like mm-hmm. template type thing is that um, you get too hard on that and you turn them from a character to like a vector. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, you, was- you know, we can talk. What did you say? Sorry. Uh, our friend, our friend we had on last week, uh, Dibs, said that she looked at Brian as the like um, the blank slate that everyone reads themselves onto in every, right. in those movies. And I think it's mm-hmm. he's he's maybe suffering from the same thing here. Which right. is that what you were kind of going for? Uh, yeah, yeah, like like a bit of like a blank slate, and then but mm-hmm. but like we can talk about his journey, right? Because we know that that he's a blank slate, and we've he's on the sort of conveyor belt, and we can sort of read that in the journey without necessarily like it's hard to pick out that kind of that that flavor from mm-hmm. his life um and from his particular character how it's written mm-hmm. but it's like yeah then via drifting is in driving mm-hmm. is how that gets expressed more than it's like just how he's written it's uh mm-hmm. his actions maybe you could say right. um except for i thinking about i think i the other flavorful thing I would say is his accent, which I think I actually love as a choice for casting him. <laughs> it's like he's very um, he's very memorable, like and that he honestly would be, can be great. He would be completely unforgettable. But instead, we kept the whole time we were watching that. We kept going, holy shit, this is great. Like they my first thought was, oh, they had to show this guy was Americans. So they just gave him the most like s- southern accent they could find. But no, that's his actual accent, basically. I, I'm, I'm, and, I don't think it's his actual accent, but it's close. Okay. Uh, he sounds and, more of a he, he's more of a southern drawl in the movie, but like, um, mm-hmm. I, I think someone mentioned uh, it's like a Decatur accent, and I don't know what's oh, up wow. with that. Um, I, yeah. I yeah, I, I think it actually does. Like, it's super simple, but in terms of giving him a bit more flavor uh outside of his car i think it works like it yeah it makes definitely makes him more memorable it would be way more forgettable if not for it uh yeah sorry it's a it's a decatur alabama accent uh is okay the one that he has but I, mm-hmm. I uh uh our our listeners from decatur alabama can write in uh to correct us but um i think i think his movie version uh, the accent he has in the movie is like just kind of a more general drawl because mm-hmm. he sounds different mm-hmm. to me in, in like interviews and stuff so mm-hmm. but then contrast him with like han mm-hmm. who is just mm-hmm. like my my fate like he's like my favorite character in the series mm-hmm. um and like my my favorite character like like han doesn't like have like in comparison nearly as many lines as mm-hmm. much screen time but i just thought i mean credit to the actor but just like also just a portrayal like he just conveys so much like without even having to say stuff mm-hmm. like so i've got i think i'm gonna come out with a controversial opinion here oh no so mm-hmm. when we watched uh when we were starting to watch bear luck tomorrow uh someone who had seen the fast and furious movies but not bear luck tomorrow said oh no is this gonna ruin han for me <laughs> and i think i've had the other reaction where I like Better Luck Tomorrow Han so much more than this, and I think this movie does a disservice to that. I, 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 I don't understand that because they feel like this. It feels like a continuous character to me. Um, I, I don't I, know. I, I, it's, well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't like how soft he is in this one. Soft? What? 
he's like he just yeah. he's very clean he just wears hoodies all the time and i don't know i like he's a tough boy in bear luck tomorrow and i loved it he and he's just he was strutting around in better luck tomorrow is the yeah. thing and like he was also he was also doing it always very quietly this is this is the thing yeah. for me that like is the through line is like han han has a lot of screen presence but not a lot of just like um the way he is on screen is not necessarily like he's saying a lot of lines he's not delivering monologues it's just like mm-hmm. he's in the background being cool he's like doing stuff he's uh you know in in better luck tomorrow he was just like the the dad friend who was just like taking care of everybody um, mm-hmm. And he kind of fulfills a, I mean, he kind of fulfills a similar He's quite role similar movie. here. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's just like, I think it might, I don't know how much of it is just like his posture or what, but in this movie, I feel like he almost disappears into the background. Whereas really? in, yeah, in, or in a lot, of, a lot of scenes, I think it might just be a costuming thing to me or something. Whereas in Bear Luck Tomorrow, I just have all these distinct images of him leaning up against his car in that movie so much more than this one. See, it, for for me, he he is like he's like one of my favorite parts about it. Like, so, so for me, mm-hmm. it's in a movie where like every all the other characters are like, oh, like yeah, I got a big attitude. I got lots to say. Mm-hmm. I'm like gonna show you how macho. He's like the one guy who's so confident. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to say shit, right? Like he just ha- he he just like yeah, like I I know I'm a badass. Right. Like, he's, like, he's, he's sidestepping he's like you're you're going loud and hard and you're like right you're trying to like come in here and like flex your muscle i'm going to sidestep and i'm going to work from the background i've been stealing money from you for years you, you see right. I, I just i just want to see more of that that's what i want is i want to see him being cool and in the background and being confident but I just wish he would act on things more. He very much feels like he's just kind of in the background of the movie. I feel like that. Although, like that, also feels uh, you know not to not to focus too much on Battle Tomorrow, but like thinking of like that um, that scene where they're at the party and like they're like kicking the shit out of that that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, where is Han? Han is off screen warming up the car um and and like there's there's stuff like that that like yeah um it is takes a second to like read but uh, i think like are actually somehow very characterful moments for han mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. um han han is uh like the 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 strong not silent but like the the strong silent reliable understated type. Yes, understated. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's uh, under, understated, and 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 for me, it's like why he's like my favorite and like one one of my favorite parts. And and, there, and there's this also this part too where I realize like I'm just like like I was when I was watching it with my partner. We, <laughs> there, there comes this point like not even halfway the movie, and I was like they and I hadn't watched any of the other ones yet. I didn't know about any of the other mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, they better not kill this guy. I'm gonna be so fucking mad if they kill this guy, right? Like, and my and my and my partner did not say anything. Um, oh wow! She was she she kept like a really good face, you know. I was just because I was, but I was just like winding up for it, right? I was just like, do not fucking kill this guy. He's like my favorite part of this movie. Ah, right. And then when he did it, I was just uh, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I. I will say I I'm, I'm I I know Colin you've been very uh, you've been like 
playing interference on spoilers for me for a lot of this. Um, I am yeah. aware that there is like some a timey wimey and b uh, deathy wethy stuff with Han. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's good. Spoilers are. Uh, I'm. I'm less interested in like the how. Where do we go? And more, how do we get there? Um, so yeah, I, I think. I'm, I think I'm the big ones. That. It was more. I was just. I wanted to hit you with the these first few. Who how the cast changes up and how different they are. Yeah. Um. And going forward, how they be kind of become more of a franchise with reoccurring. Or it's a one. It's a sequence of events more so than these first three were. Yeah. Well, it's also like I'm on the I'm on the like fan wiki. I'm getting an ad for F9, and it's yeah. like Han sitting on his cool car, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I don't. It's not I don't really know what's going on with that because he that car blew up. I'm not sure how that happened, but I'm looking forward to figuring out what happened. The, the power of um, uh, paracausality. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So the thing I wish this movie did more of, though, specifically with Han and Sean, is there's an early scene um, where it sets up that Sean is going to be essentially running errands and doing deliveries for Han. And you never see it past that scene. And I feel that's what I feel like would have made me like Han more in this movie is seeing the kind of shit he's up to more directly. Um than just the one time where he sends Sean in to go and get money from that guy. I mean, this is um, this is a recurring complaint of of us watching these movies of like, I wish there was more of this particular thing. And like, maybe this is the thing that, you know, we 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 noted at one point, like the run times are like pretty consistently 100 minutes until at some point mm-hmm. they jump up to like uh, like 130 minutes um mm-hmm. and like maybe that is may, that is that difference is like okay well now we do have this is me speculating uh, maybe we now do have time to like actually dive into some of these things that were kind of at the periphery um you know these were kind of the things that were maybe being thought about in the writer's room but like getting cut for like budget reasons or you know uh, at, at a mm-hmm. big studio like universal that that you know is putting a lot of money into this i'm sure there's a lot of hands in the pot uh so to speak mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it very much feels like that. Like, I want to exchange all the time in this movie spent with Neela for spending more time with Han and Sean uh, getting into crime trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I want to know what the things uh, Han, or Han is doing on Takeshi's turf that he gets so pissed off about. What, like, it's... God, yeah, I don't know. It just seems great. And the, the Neela stuff is just feels like the most here's your love interest thing um i i, I used the yeah. term bond girl a couple times while we were while we were watching the movie uh yeah there, there's definitely this one less so than maybe fast two only because they're underage um i mean they're they're like they're supposed to be like seven i guess i guess they might be eight, i mean well uh, worry, lucas black yeah. is like 24 when this is filmed yeah but, that's true. um they're <laughs> at least in, in yeah. fiction they are they're yeah. high schoolers yeah um but then i know matt you told me you had some thoughts on like the way that uh sean and takeshi sort of use their cars in relation to nila i think he wrote would you write here like the cars are birds or something? <laughs> no, no. So uh, it's it's men are birds. Um, oh, they're, okay. So a lot of a lot of the like contests in this in this movie, like particularly, especially, extremely that that first um, the 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 race in the suburbs, uh, like half finished suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the it's it's like this weird kind of like I will prove to my mate that I am the most fit to mate with by way of proving my skill at car. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's very it's very like how birds compete to me. Um, <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, we 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 cut to the reaction of like the girl in question. And she's like, oh, he's faster at car. He must be the one I want. <laughs> it's like, what there is, is going uh, on here? There's a shot after the first race when uh, Takeshi gets up to the top and like. I think it's a yeah. It would, uh, he comes and like slides to a stop, and then it's just a like a push shot on Nila's face as like wind blows her hair back and she smiles. Mm-hmm. And it's just the most like, oh, he can drive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, as so a person creepy. who doesn't drive, I I sometimes have that reaction with people. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's it always feels very weird to me of like why it, I. I don't understand why this is the thing that like yeah um, <laughs> these 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 boys can't drive though like yeah well it, yeah it's just like uh you know my plumage is right and my dance is right and my song is right and therefore uh the, the did you the girl see me drift that me. corner yeah I will I will steal you away from your your longtime partner by way of car um mm-hmm. it's yeah the and the cars Dri- do drive work. off with them. Uh, drive off into the sunset well, with a girl yeah there's the whole scene in this movie that i totally forgot about where um oh, sean asked han what he, i think everybody he asked like oh what, why do you like to drift because han doesn't race and then han takes sean out on like a night where he goes and literally just impresses girls with his drifting they go and drift circles around those mm-hmm. two ladies yeah it's just like <laughs> It's literally that. It's so good. It's it's. I'm putting my arms up in a big. Yeah. Uh, I'm like. It's like the peacock like spread of the tail feathers. Like oh, huh? Whoa, yeah. Look at this uh, tail feathers. Uh, huh? uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I check think, out I my think spoiler. This this also like uh even you know even going back to like the first movie. There's that scene of like um that fur that very first drag race where there's like a a, a car babe like off to the side and she's like well i'm yours but if you win the race oh, she's yeah. yours yeah. too and it's like uh. <laughs> i don't know why like this is and this is maybe going back to like this um this notion of like these movies being not about not like being for car people but being for like uh like 12 to 15 year old boys because there are all these notions of like well if i if i'm the fastest i'll have all the girls and that's a good that's mm-hmm. a thing that i want um mm-hmm. yeah, it's this is this is well, a, even this is even even, even this very like uh you know uh if you ever played like magic back in the day like we used to play for ante uh, yeah Mm-hmm. right like you used to like play like okay i'm gonna flip over the uh, it is it, it, it's so crazy like it, i can't even imagine doing this but you like flip over a top card in your deck and then be like if i win i'll get your card right uh, uh, and they're just like like the whole racing thing was just like magic trading card ante right like i win the race i get your car you oh, know, you're always so- betting cars in this yeah right. yeah, the, the, yeah the pink slip races um i will say mm-hmm. i did play uh my mom would drive me to borders um and we would play the pokemon tcg um back when that had uh effectively anti um there were like Mm -hmm. prize cards or something um that's why they would ban pokemon cards at my school because kids were getting into fights over cards they were losing (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You you cheated in that match. You shouldn't have won it. Um, but th- mm-hmm. and then then you uh then cut to like that same interaction. Uh, but like uh, cowboys in a bar fighting over cards. It's great. <laughs> right. It's great actually. <laughs> the cars also like. I think this is the best the cars have looked in this series so far. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, they like they put them in these environments more than they have in the f- other movies. Uh, just by. It's set in Tokyo. There's a lot of really cool lighting in Tokyo, and these cars are glossy like they haven't been in any other movies. And the iconic thing of this movie, I think, in terms of maybe a visual thing, is like the car driving and all the neon lights just sliding over it in the reflections. They do it mm-hmm. over and over again, and it just, it's such a great touch. Mm. Yeah, the visuals um, are really if- good. Yeah, I don't know if that stood out to you as much as me, but like, yeah, that's just, I think that's just Justin Lin coming in and going, having a sort of directorial vision in a way. The first two had looks, a lot of fucking looks, but this one feels maybe more consistent uh, of all of them. The, um, uh, something that stood out to me of, of like behind the scenes stuff was like, um, uh, so a thing that I learned is that Tokyo doesn't issue filming permits. Oh, at at all. <laughs> um, huh. So apparently they were they were just kind of like going in to like various places around Tokyo and like filming what they could. Um, oh wow! And I guess sometimes getting stopped, sometimes um, wow, uh, like not getting being able to like get stuff. Um, which you know, Justin Lin frames is like. Yes, this is like this has the like indie energy that that I want. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um wow. so apparently they had to like you know there there are some like CG shots uh mm-hmm. but also just like apparently they uh I think they filmed in another city um and they like where they were able to just like mm-hmm. do permits and like uh lock down like a big chunk of street for like 2 mm-hmm. weeks or something so they could film all the, the stuff they needed to. Wow. Uh there's a so I, when we were talking about Too Fast, Too Furious, I complained that I didn't like a lot of the CG in that movie because it's just used to, hey, we're going to do the CB, big CG explosion or collision or something. Mm-hmm. I think they do such a better job with it in this movie, specifically that there is a CG so- shot in this that I love where... Um, the tree shot? No, no, it's not the tree shot. It's right when Sean sort of like at the end of his drift training montage um, and he's got it down, there's a shot that's just like an interstitial between two scenes at the end of the montage of him drifting along a uh, sort of like on-ramp that seems to go on forever and it's very clearly cg and he's just holding the drift and sliding around of it and the music cuts down to like just the bass like echo and the road just keeps coming and it like it reminds me of when you get like a repeating background in an anime or something um, and there's just like one single object moving along it while the background just the same three objects pass over and over again. But it's just this infinite on ramp he's sliding through and it looks sick. And I think it's like a great touch on the end of him completely making all these drift mistakes and slowly getting better to just then bang. Here's him just hitting the longest one we've shown so far. Mm-hmm. And it like it looks awesome. My longest my longest drift ever. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of cowboys, or unless anyone has a better segue, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Matt, 
tell me more about why you love han <laughs> so uh, yeah han, han is good um i i think like particularly the i i'm curious about like the phrasing where when we first meet han in this movie um han describes tokyo as um the the metaphor he is he is doing is that like he is the cowboy who has run off into the sunset and like mm-hmm. gone to mexico um mm-hmm. to like hide from from troubles right is that, Question that mark? uh i haven't i haven't actually yeah. watched enough westerns to know if that's actually what that means um, yeah usually yeah uh, I, I i i read it as like i am in exile um and i'm mm-hmm. i'm living okay here you're um, on the run for the law yeah something like that um uh, yeah i don't i don't know something about like that there is this kind of um like myth making and like cultivation around like han's image um you know f- for me having i'm watching this i'm seeing going from like better luck tomorrow to here um i know the next uh 18 movies take place before this but like um for me it's like i'm i'm i have tied a direct line from like um him in better luck tomorrow to here and like leaving uh you know the events of that movie and going into exile here um although he clearly has maybe a little bit more money than mm-hmm. than he did at the end of that yeah one. he's yeah he seems like he's loaded in this like he's he's gotten up to some shit yeah well i mean you know well we like learn like you know partway through he's just sort of like you know uh, doing doing uh the time honored and totally safe tradition of like skimming off the yakuza right <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah what what could possibly go wrong right <laughs> yeah um, but just Actually, just that he's daring enough to even try it yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's that, yeah he feels comfortable in what he's up to <laughs> like he's right. um he's a little he's a little stinker uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> real <laughs> real some kind of guy yeah it's like yeah he's just starting some shit yeah i mean what i like about like a understated but like confident character like han here is that there's always like you feel like there's always something he's gonna surprise you with mm-hmm. right um you know and just like the oh he would not you know he wouldn't be the kind of character who would oh Okay, well, like, well, maybe he would be the, you know, it, you, there's always something else to like learn. Um, so he narratively, has, that makes him exciting. Yeah, he doesn't. He follow has a garage. A lot of times, he has a garage mm. behind a club behind a club. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, he's going to the club. No, he's going to the secret club. No, he's going to the garage in the secret club. In the secret club, right. which is which the garage is just like huge, like treehouse energy um mm-hmm. like i it really just feels like they're like this is their little clubhouse or something they've got the little pods and they've got all their gr- cars to work on and like some couches to chill i don't know it's a it's weird that if it, it feels very much like that space is for all the teens he looks after <laughs> is he um is he wolverine god you yeah maybe wolverine like I, you know, yeah. I, I think of Wolverine. Of course, has a, a long storied history. But when I think of Wolverine, I think of like um, the the grumpy the grumpy dad who is like taking care of all the all the children. Um, he is kind of like um, 
this is a reference everyone will get um he's kind of like uh uh the the uncle the grandfather in heidi who is just like uh at the edge of town and grumpy and, and then just like heidi comes and he's like oh i'm grumpy and grumpy but you're a dear beautiful ray of sunshine and you restored my hope to the world um and i will take care of you um and, and wolverine is kind of like the the grumpy old man who just <laughs> is the father see, yeah, see, I would, yeah. see i would see i would almost like and this is gonna sound like hair splitty but like i would say like he's logan right like there's a like you know we get to mm. a part where like like we we think of like okay logan and 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 then that sort of comes to play but like wolverine is kind of this like what like i i think of sort of you know having followed it for a while it's like wolverine is this kind of like wild like you know mm. loner type but like yeah. logan is grumpy dad it's the mm. um to to bring it back to han it's like there's a there's a phase of han's life prior to this movie where he is out sowing wild oats okay. and getting into trouble okay and that's his wolverine phase then, then okay to, yeah, to yeah. pull that and then now he is the the logan or the or the yeah the yeah yeah alm, alm he, he's he's okay yeah, I see that. To, yeah, yeah he's like trying to settle down and not like trying to get like set up with someone but he's just trying to like set up a base and like hey i just want to like help some people out it's it's your mom's like uh, sorry it's your it's your friend's cool mom who has like a fuck ton of stories um <laughs> yeah like, sure. oh let me tell you about the time that we opened for the the fucking uh the clash in in, in 84 <laughs> like oh d- d- damn damn mary okay, like sure. okay yeah. <laughs> <sighs> mm. i do i see you've sent me this photo now of your rc carquin um holy shit this looks sick <laughs> Uh, um, I love it. Um, so is this a car from Fast and Furious at all? I'm trying to think here. No, no, it's like, just a um, okay. No, it's just a modified. I got like a uh, I, I bought I bought like the stock kind of thing, and then I um, ordered like a, a, a you can get like kind of like plastic bodies, um, mm. and then you sort of like cut them out of the mold and um, paint them, and uh, yeah, and then I give it like the decal and everything. This is this is L's car, I have to assume. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't seen Death Though, but yeah. I assume L drives this car. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably well, light, I guess, but fair enough. It's funnier to me uh, having L's car. Yeah. You've got this note here about RC cars and toy cars. Do you want to like just talk about what you got what, like Oh I, I wrote that. But, so yeah, I wanna oh, I wanna you? hear okay. about RC cars um in general, but also just like um I, I don't know, this is like a thing that we keep coming back to of like this notion of like um cars in this movie being like uh toy cars actually oh yeah um, and like and, the and, money of these cars is non-existent right like mm-hmm. people owe people cars but these are like very expensive cars and everyone's just kind of like uh yeah I mean, i'm gonna cars, get you all, that off you like cars it's not are pokemon a big deal. Mm. <laughs> right like they're like pokemon like they like collect them they trade them they mm-hmm. sometimes you know like it's a bit dark for pokemon right because sometimes they like brutally wreck them right like could you, could, could you imagine watching pokemon where the like like pikachu got like horribly mangled well like, i did just watch the, like, the the penultimate episode of sun moon uh which you know it the violence is oh, diminished to rough housing but um pikachu did like get punched by god um so oh, okay. you know? oh, shit. Okay, that, that that sounds kind of serious. Uh, that's but show, like, that's yeah, rules. Pikachu gets fucked up sometimes. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like like, like I, I feel like the 
so, so, so first thing I'll say about RC cars is mm-hmm. um, they're super cool. And like, especially when you get them like hobby grade, um, uh, like, like the, the one in the picture is there, like that one goes about stock about like 40, 50 miles an hour. Holy shit. And I can, and, and I can, <laughs> oh. and I can actually, and I can actually gear it up to make it go 70. Oh. I haven't wait, geared wait, it up to go wait, 70. Okay, now I'm just thinking about the logistics of how you actually do you have to be on like a tower looking down on this thing to like actually control it? Like, cause I feel like it would just go off to the distance. And once it's like, no, you just, you certain- just need a lot. You just need a lot of space. Okay. Um, cause I feel like I would lose track of like where I am turning out. Well, after like two seconds. I mean, they, they, I mean, they can, they, they can be, it takes a little bit to get used to like controlling them at the speed. And so this is why I haven't mm-hmm. geared it up to go 70. Right. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Like, like, like generally when you get to the, the higher speeds, um, like the, your drag racing and you're not like, like, like RC drag racing is a big thing mm-hmm. with the, the, the faster speed ones, um, because mm-hmm. like controlling them, um, is just an impossibility. And, and especially with, um, like I'll never gear that particular car cause I actually, um, lock the differentials on that so I could get better drift. I have drift tires on it. So control at high speeds is so like you have to- not a thing. How much of like being able to drift or whatnot is like depends on like are you just buying like a stock little el- electronic RC car and then just putting the body over top of it or is it like is it like buying a real car where it's like oh if I want to do this with the car I have to buy this sort of model you you can you can you can do both like you can get cars okay. you can you can buy cars that are like set to drift this one is actually mm-hmm. um uh. I won't nerd out too much, but it's like a, a, a four tech no, please do. car. Please do. Uh, so, 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 it's a, so it's a Traxxas four tech um, okay. 2.0 chassis. It's like this brushless motor thing. Um, it's like a nice, like kind of touring car. Um, but to like mm-hmm. get it to optimize it for drifting. And so I have like two of them. I have one that's like stock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a good racer. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have this one that's meant for the drifting. So I've got like slick. So like I, like a lot of the stuff uh, is custom on it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I actually like literally myself uh, went into there and tweaked and like got like special like um, uh, hardening um, things to like lock the gears. So then both wheels will both wheels will move at the same time, which Mm -hmm. then lets you get get loose out of control. Um, And then and then from and then from there, if you like make some modifications like that, uh, then it's just like a skill right? like just practicing. Mm -hmm. Um, If you get too loose, obviously you spin out of control. So you have to like start getting used to like where you can like kind of kick it and then mm-hmm. like make it drift and hold it and things like that. And so, yeah, that's uh, the you know, other thing I was going to ask, like my, when I think about drifting, I think about how much mass it looks like it, there is to it. Like you could feel the weight of the car being thrown around corners when you see it. Mm-hmm. Do you have to like weigh down RC cars? Cause I imagine they would be just like pretty light. No, I mean, or are, they, just, are they heavy enough for like the, the speed they're going and stuff? Um, no, I mean, they're heavy enough, but like, like you can't, I, I, at least from what I've seen and what I know about it, you can't go, but so fast drifting them. Like, like if you go really fast and try and drift it, um, because of the weight of the car, um, the lightness of the car, um, you will just kind of spin out, right? Like you won't have enough traction yeah, yeah. to do it. Um, so you do have to like, like there's a certain speed where you get to do it and like control it. Um, hmm. and, uh, you know, so so you you can do it with limits. You know, like you have to sort of pick up the skill um, mm-hmm. to 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 get it. Uh, and and I think one of the things I love about it though is uh, like I, I was talking before about how um, RC drifting is my 
uh, <laughs> is my concession to not oh, yeah. driving a real drift car. But overall, RCs like you know, I have off-road vehicles. I have, I have, I have. Mm-hmm. A, uh, it's a pandemic hobby, so I have like a, a, yeah. a huge collection. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know, I have like uh, rock crawler ones that go over like you wow. know, cry, like like I've got a whole bunch of the things. And like the great thing is like people do all of these things with cars in real life and it's like super expensive Mm -hmm. and like really dangerous dangerous, like people like actually take cars over like big rocky things and try to crawl them up i could never conceive of doing yeah i've done a bit of that and like i've been in the passenger seat when people have done some off-roading i'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. if this if this goes bad we're gonna get very injured in this whole car that this company owns is crushed like why are we doing this (laughs) like Mm -hmm. but but it's it's th- it's it's actually you get like you know you don't get the same hundred percent thrill of no. doing it in an RC, but it's like you get like half of it in like it, you know way safer form. The appeal is, I guess, part of it is like, oh hey, here's you've got a window to fuck up here in a way you right. do not in real life. Exactly, um. and 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 you can drive you can drive badly. <laughs> and it's really fun and it's really fun unlike in real life real we're life. driving oh, badly wow. is like a car wreck this, God, this is gonna make me buy an rc car <laughs> this, is, this is like something i've been thinking about like especially been watching through these movies of just like yeah I, I don't know this is also tying to we i think i don't think we finished that conversation uh on the last episode but we were talking about like a matchbox cars um which mm-hmm. you know i i had i had a looking back mm-hmm for me and my relationship to cars now i had a like a weirdly large amount of like micro machines and mm-hmm. stuff like that uh and just like now i'm, I'm like I, I don't know it's this big question of like why do we play with cars um like what i and i don't know it might just be as simple as just like they're kind of cool um yeah but well, why though right like yeah that's why do we as people who rarely drive think cars are cool yeah i don't know it's um, also like i you know i grew up in um like the the suburbs of detroit and so like a thing we would do is like we would go to the detroit auto show um mm-hmm. and we would see all these cars which is like extremely uh you know like all that all that stuff around car culture and like we go see like the um you know the like the concept cars for that year that was mm-hmm. that was the thing that was always big for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But just like, yeah, I don't know, like like RC cars and like Matchbox cars and uh, like uh, Hot Wheels, you know, thinking about also like Justin Lin directing that Hot Wheels movie. <laughs> there is this like big linkage here for me. And then uh, I think like seeing seeing cars on screen like fulfills a similar kind of space where it's like these are um, these are things that have like exceeded their role as like a automobile uh this is no longer like a a a utility um it is now a thing of like uh it is a thing of play um you know there's no reason a a car like uh, once you have exceeded a certain like like price range really like a car Mm -hmm. moves from like a utility to like a toy um you know especially like thinking Mm -hmm. of like the like you know super super cars and shit like that where it's just like this is just a toy for you to go fast in um, oh yeah yeah well i, I think you know I, sorry go no you, you go ahead 
Oh, I, like one thing I'd like offer is um, I, I can't remember where I was uh, reading this recently, but there's this kind of this study done where sort of uh, when when it, uh, people like have skill in a tool and they use it, their brain doesn't process it as a tool anymore. It like they process your brain processes it literally as an extension as your body. It's not a mm. screwdriver. It's like an extension huh. of your arm. Right. And so I think like a thing with cars and like vehicles uh, of stuff is after you sort of get there they, they, they become sort of extensions mm-hmm. of our like of our our ability to move of our legs your your, um, your field of proprioception expands your spring to hunter hunter right. hunter hunter your your n uh your n radius goes up the cars but, you know, are I mean, the stands right yeah ex- i mean ex- <laughs> i mean exactly i mean there there's a thing where it's kind of like the, these things we use are really kind of like mo- things that we can use to sort of express things about ourselves. You know, and it's one of the things that I think uh, Tokyo Drift does sort of well and Fast and Furious overall as a series mm-hmm. sort of gets into they use the cars to like sometimes sometimes they like you crash a car to like represent a change or something happening in the character and then they get a new one to represent their mm-hmm. new attitude right mm-hmm. like these you know they they use the cars as like you know as, as sort of toys and and you know things to play with but also as these kind of things that are like you know uh, you know are we ever going to see dom dom in like not a muscle car mm-hmm. like probably not Right, unless like so, unless he unless unless he's unless like gone a, through some weird phase. Well, he had the Civics, yeah. right? He uh, he had those, yeah. But those were like those were his utility cars, yeah, right? Those were right. those were the cars they used for. That was their work car. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, but his car is the cursed charger. Yeah, like right. Um, I think we should skip ahead and talk about our favorite cars for this movie because I think that is I, exactly what we're talking I, about. I think here. I think we should because I also like uh this also thinking about like how again like how cars function and work um Mm -hmm. yeah i don't don't know like and i can maybe start but like uh i was thinking like go ahead my car my favorite car of this movie by like far and away um and i know it has a a number but i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna give it to it it's sean's (laughs) dad's mustang Mm -hmm. uh it's the beat up old car that sean's dad found on a base um on the military base um this is the thing for me of like uh, the cars in this movie that work the best for me are the ones that have like character and narrative um and and like Mm -hmm. mean stuff not not necessarily even just like um in the like they have character in the movie but like also they mean things about like the the characters in the film um and so like they're very as soon as we see sean's dad's mustang for the first time there is this immediate linkage between sean and this car um because like sean's dad is like staring at the like they're they're talking about it they're talking about this external thing uh, like oh you know this car has a lot of potential um mm-hmm. and like sean's dad is like yeah it does uh you know some, something to that effect and but and he's like staring pointedly at sean when he says that in a way that tells us mm-hmm. like this car that is a is just a metaphor for you um there is no difference between the Mm -hmm. two of you um this car is you in car form um and like that i love that um that like that's so uh uh and like i don't know we've seen maybe a little bit of this um in in other movies but like this is where it is like the most pronounced um for me so far um Mm -hmm. and, and you know it is 
um, like Sean, this car goes on a journey of like, like, you know, being brought to its full potential. Um, like Sean, it is an American car that has been like is in Japan for some reason. Um, great question of why is this American muscle car in Japan? Um, mm-hmm. Why is Sean here? Um, I don't know. He's here. <laughs> um, we can just accept that. Um, and and I think uh, someone sent us a question that like um, you know a, a Japanese motor is installed in this car. There's this kind mm-hmm. of like um, you know like the the if the engine is the heart probably mm. of the car um you know uh, sean has like taken taken like um has adapted to japan in, mm-hmm. in some way particularly mm-hmm. when like learning drifting and like you know literally taking that to heart um apparently so, yeah, it's a know. thing this for is... like apparently it's a thing with car people that it is absurd that they put that engine in this car i was reading like there's there's a lot of like people out there who are like you can't put that car engine in that car that doesn't make any sense and i guess like they technically had to use a smaller one to fit it but like this is the thing that a bunch of people were like i can't believe they did that no way this is um (laughs) this is this is a big thing for me just in a lot of media of just like um it's not about the physics of Mm -hmm. of a situation it's about the it's about the feeling of the situation Mm -hmm. it's the Um, um you know it doesn't matter if um like goku can punch the moon what's important mm-hmm. is does it feel like goku can punch the moon that's what makes a thing true and workable in the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it's like the physics of the narrative yes. as opposed to like yeah, the physics absolutely. of reality yes or, like the is, is the narrative logic it's not about like the the physical reality of, of things yeah like someone sent that question in about oh yeah like uh mustangs can't are terrible at turning or whatever I don't care. It makes so much more sense that <laughs> Sean learns to turn this car because he put a Japanese engine in it. That just that it, just speaks like, to Sean's quality as a driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quinn, do you want to go next or should I? Because um, I feel like both of these you can read off this in an interesting way. Um, you can go. Okay, so I picked the 2006 Mitsubishi Lancer Evo, which is Sean's... Uh, not, I guess he does have a car at the very beginning, but it's the car he's given by Han in this movie, um, which I actually like it for the same reasons you did, Matt. So at first, my brain went to the Mustang as well, and I was like, no, that's too easy a choice. It just shows up at the end to be this like sort of finale car in some ways, and it does make sense for his character, but he spends most of this movie with the Lancer, and I love how it looks compared to all the other cars in this movie, where... This looks like a car from the earlier movies, um, where the other cars in this movie don't. Um, I know, Quinn, you have picked out the Nissan Fair Lady here, which is Takeshi's car, which is, like, just blacked out, sleek as hell, machine, like, monster. It's a, just, it's scary. And then, but Sean's Lancer is, like, it feels like a good beginner car, or, like, if this was a Becca show, this is, like, the grunt suit that uh, characters get given first, and you don't know if they're going to be any good with it. It's the car that, you know this car isn't excellent. It's, he has to learn in this car, and it's his, like, starter car that I thought, like, was really cool. And I think it just looks cool. It's, like, a good consolidation of everything about the cars in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, and and like with the Nissan Fair Lady, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that one. It's like the Darth Vader uh, <laughs> of the cars, right? It's just like where everything else yeah, is so like, is. like where everything else is like mm-hmm. 
you know, it has like decals and kind of like this life and energy and soul to mm-hmm. it. It like really kind of represents, I feel like, what DK's character is this sort of um, soulless kind of like, but still yeah. powerful kind of um, guy who's just he, he's just ambition. He doesn't have time for decals. He's not going to oh, like. Yeah. He doesn't need life on his car. He doesn't have style. He's just the best, and you all should know it. <laughs> yeah, just look at this. Right, like he ha- he has the like the MacBook Pro of cars. Like, just hey, it's there's no we don't have all this flashy <laughs> branding or anything on it. It's just a solid color, and you look at the shape of it, and it scares you. Um, I think there's an interesting like contrast too with uh, the car that Han drives, which I think is like a it's a Mazda RX. Eight, I think, and his car is also it's the same, no decals. I I assume not stock because these aren't people who these people laugh at you if you drive a stock car. Um, mm-hmm. But like he's got these bright orange stripes down the side, mm-hmm. um, whereas DK was like, no, I am going blacked out on this. Like it's it's uh, you know to, to tie this back to, back to Pokemon mm-hmm. um, in. <laughs> Um, in Pokemon, uh-huh. like the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at the very end of like, uh, a, like a three-year run of of Sun Moon. Mm-hmm. I have like the last episode to watch tomorrow. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the narrative logic of that show. Um, <laughs> it's uh in in Pokemon, your the Pokemon you have are reflections of facets of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. like Ash gets uh. Ash gets a you know like a, a rock rough or or like you know a little little rock puppy, um, and it is like the journey that that like that character takes is about moving facets of Ash out of himself, externalizing those um, in a place where that like he can then like engage in them and like think about them as like think about them as if they were separate from himself, but they in fact are not. Um, so like you know your your Pokemon are like reflections of you um mm-hmm. in in pokemon form um i think uh, definitely in this movie we're seeing a lot of um you know your cars or are, are reflections of you in a particular way this is this is you given car shape um in in a lot of ways i think mm-hmm. i mean it, it, we, we we've talked about the sort of jojo's connection but like you could like really make a theme that like you could sort of like I could almost see like a like a JoJo Fast and Furious mashup. Oh, where the oh, cars please. are the stand. Oh my god, is oh, this yeah. my next RPG? Oh, oh no, please. I was okay. gonna say, is this, right, sorry. is this? I was gonna say, is this your next RC car? Is just making like <laughs> converting JoJo stands into what they would look like as RC as cars? <laughs> oh, that would be that would be actually pretty sick. But I, this actually might be like one of the next RPGs I work on because that no. that would be hot. Oh, that would be really cool. Um, we got a bunch of questions from some people here. We should work our way through these. Um, our closing closing shonen note. Every yeah. episode we record, I'm like, I should watch Initial D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like, especially in this one, it's, it's just hanging it's over just, it, it's right? It's like a shadow yeah. looming over me, and it's like, oh. Uh, yeah. I will, I've listened to those sound, that soundtrack so much, I should just go watch Initial yeah. D finally. <laughs> well, uh, we'll run out of Fast and Furious movies eventually. Yeah, um, yeah we... <laughs> Let's go to the question bucket. Okay. Well, yeah, let's go to the question bucket. Uh, question number one. How hot is Han? Not so, as hot as he is in Bear Luck Tomorrow. That's 
true actually um so yeah. okay here's my thing mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just about how hot is han because han is hot <laughs> just uh, i'm sorry mm-hmm. but that's empirical empirical fact mm-hmm. why is han hot this is this is the oh, like no. the spin i will put on it um f- for me it's like han is han is like reliable kind open-hearted joyous mirthful all these things it's like uh, i what 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 a joy it must be to just be in a room with han um mm-hmm. unless you're um you know have a bunch of money and he's skimming it off the top of you uh yeah. but just like what a what a but you'd be happy to you'd be happy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um are, we also have a question oh yeah you want to go ahead quinn oh yeah no i mean i i, I just co-sign with all that yeah no oh, okay cool uh why is Sean such a Gaijin? Because <laughs> uh, it works for the movie. It's to like, right? I mean, like in a lot of ways, like Sean is the, yeah. the supposed to be the camera, right? Yeah, like, it's a fish he, out of water story. He's a fish out of water. We're following and him. We're, we're learning all about drifting as he's learning about drifting. Yeah, and we the are more out of water. The fish is the better. Yeah. Um, um, yes, he is. He is uh, the audience given flesh. I tried, I went and did like some reading on the history of the term Gaijin for this and it's, yeah. And it's just like, it's really old. It goes back to like the 14th century or something. Like, (laughs) I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just, you can translate it as foreigner. Like, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, Matt, do the cars work the same as they do in America? Do Japanese cars with NOS are they better or worse than American cars with NOS? Uh, Quinn, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, also, could you put NOS in an RC car? Oh, yeah, um, actually. Um, so, <laughs> glad you asked. So they actually have, um, they actually have nitro, um, oh RC God. cars like where you can where you use instead of them being electric that you you put nitro fuel in them. I don't have wow. one of those. Um, this just like from, from what I've read and heard on it, it's just mm-hmm. quite a bit of fuss like that. I don't mm-hmm. kind of want to deal with like I, I, I love my like lipo powered things I put in a battery and get going and I <laughs> uh, don't have to worry about the fuel and stuff. But but they're supposed to be like the nitro ones are, are pretty, pretty darn fast. Wow. Um, so, so I, have a th- I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, in terms of like NOS. Japanese, I mean, if it feels like NOS is NOS, it, I, I guess maybe it's just a matter of the cars you're going to put it in. Um, so I, Matthew and I had a thought uh, on our first episode that NOS is carrots in that. Cars. <laughs> Carrot, the way that in Legend of Zelda, you <laughs> you give a pota carrots to go faster and you only have so many carrots. That's NOS. Jap- uh, I think I specifically <laughs> also made claims that NOS is literally made out of carrots, but yes. Uh, um, is, yes so the thing is, in Japan, the NOS is made of daikon. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Checks out. You know, use, yeah. use what you got on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the only other thing is uh, uh, they're they're flipped, or the, the uh, you know the passenger the passenger side is on the other side. Yes. Yeah. That is true. I guess also implies that the driver's side is on the other side but i you know i I don't drive so i focus on the passenger side first (laughs) fair enough fair enough what smash character would sean main snake mario 
<laughs> oh no. Okay, Matt. Uh, um, I haven't played a Smash game in a long time. <laughs> I feel uh, like Sean. If you ask Sean to play <gasps> Smash Brothers, he'd be like, "Uh, Mario. He's the main guy." No, I know. Mario. I know Mario. He would pick Mario. Uh, he would play Marth. <laughs> mm, okay. See, um, see, I, I thought Snake because we just sort of like like the sort of you know gritty kind of aesthetic of him mm-hmm. mm, maybe yeah yeah um i think i think he would play marth but like n- uh, know nothing about marth <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> he would be that guy <laughs> see i think he would just i think he would avoid all the like anime fighters well i mean you know mm-hmm. he, he has a um he has a japanese engine in his car so okay fair enough how do I become as cool as Han? I mean, do yeah. you? Watch no, John Cho die. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Although he Damn. was he was cool before that. So. <laughs> Quinn, you need to watch Better Luck Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently I need to I need to watch yeah. that. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't I don't think you you gotta yeah, that's right. You don't you don't learn how to become as cool as Han. You gotta go through some Han. You gotta stuff go through some cool shit. Um, yeah, I think even you, you know be even Han. before like at the beginning of Better Luck Tomorrow, like I think Han's been through some shit. Yeah, before. he's already very cool. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, you know he's like smoking and uh, like sitting on his uh, his Jake, that car that car is that it? is uh, Camaro. I think it was sure. a Camaro that one. The yeah. the the orange one. The the one that we both agree that, is orange. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, can you do the thirty year old, seventeen year old accent? No, I don't know. I don't no, know. No, I can't. I'll just do some bad. Let's do some bad southern. I can. I can, ba- I can barely do do a forty year old, forty year old accent. <laughs> Hello, I'm seventeen. I like to drive cars. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow seventeen-year-olds. I'm a car. He totally a has a like five o'clock shadow throughout this whole movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's well. Although uh, Sean is not that much older. Like Sean is like twenty-three or twenty-four. Um, not he. Yeah. Uh, to contrary, uh, fucking Sun Kang is like at this point oh, yeah. like thirty-five. Like, yeah, <laughs> and is still baby-faced. So who? Somehow, Sean is a less believable high schooler than this than Han is in Barrelock Tomorrow, though. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know how that works out, but I it just does. Um, we talked about why why Han is so cool. That's all right. What brand of beer would Sean bring to a party in an empty lot of an under construction housing development? And how many of those bad boys would he pound before he one something offensive or two passes out? The answer to one is zero. The answer to two is unknowable. Miller Light. One. <laughs> okay, I didn't even think of what he would bring. Yeah. One, five, two, five. <laughs> Wait. So you you think you think Sean drinks five beers, says something racist, and then just passes out? <laughs> <laughs> Either passes out or gets knocked out. I see. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. 
See, I was like, I feel like Sean might just say something dumb immediately. <laughs> um, I've never had a beer, uh, so I'm going to say PBR, but like not in a cool way. Mm. No, Matt's <laughs> not a... I don't... Listen, Matt. it's fine. I don't know what beer yeah. is. Yeah. No, this is Sean's not a PBR guy. Sean is a Miller or like yeah, or like Coors or something. Mm-hmm. Sean doesn't care about beer. Although, hmm, they're in they're in like LA when that movie starts, uh, yeah. right? Uh, I read it as like Texas or something, but I don't know mm. my states. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say maybe now he brings a Sapporo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. that would well, be okay. So you want to know a thing about Sapporo? the the place or the beer uh both <laughs> oh okay. so Sapporo in Japan and I assume Asia is brewed I presumably in Sapporo actually it's brewed in Japan somewhere or whatnot but Sapporo in North America is brewed in Guelph Ontario which is like a college huh. town outside okay. of the Toronto area <laughs> all I'm, the Sapporo you've ever drank is from Canada again uh the Canada just <laughs> ruining everything probably yeah sorry about that yeah that one's on you <laughs> yeah um and um, i will say uh hmm I, I don't is sean is sean the kind of person who says racist stuff when he drinks beer <sighs> well so, you know something Maybe, offen- yeah. something offensive so 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 yeah. i don't know if necessarily racist but like like he is i mean we see him in a bunch of time like not have the best social grace right like you're, i could just right. so exactly here here's a elaboration on this do we think at the beginning of this movie sean would say something offensive but at the end he has learned and grown to the point Mm. where less likely i think yes i think he would learn to hold his tongue by the end of the movie Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. that he would would, would drift drift past trouble beginning beginning movie sean zero (laughs) zero beers before he says something that's who i was thinking of Um, because I'm specifically thinking of the under construction housing development in this movie. He goes yes. To. Mm. Um, I think I here's the thing. I don't. OK, this is a trick question. He wouldn't get invited to a party. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I don't get the impression that he has any friends in the beginning of the movie. No, no, he um, does not. Yeah. Yeah. But, but and, I think he would. I think he would bring it to the party because he would just like show up. Mm, what do you I feel like the whole thing is that he just doesn't care about everyone around him in that first sequence. Just like, his car. Yeah. He's just, he's moved around too much that he doesn't well, he's, care Well, he's, he's making a show about not caring, right? But like, I mean, he was pretty, you know, when, when the girl's like, oh, you could win me, right? He was like, okay, I'll be down. You know, like, like he's, he's, he hasn't foregone sort of like wanting attention. He just doesn't have yeah. a good strat. He doesn't, he's not loaded with good strategies for getting mm-hmm. positive attention. <laughs> He just I think also he just wants to fucking fight that dude like the uh yeah yeah the, the jock yeah. yeah it's not even about the the other bird to win it's just about the the fight the joy of the fight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um if Sean had a night like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation where he ended up in a stranger's hotel singing karaoke what song would he sing off key while sitting on the couch toxicity <laughs> yeah that might be like yeah is the answer like a, a new metal song or something or i, I feel like bro- i feel like yeah, like i could just see him like off key like 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> what do you own the world? Like just like yeah. jumping up and down on the couch. Like every karaoke place has like chop suey and stuff on it. And I don't know why, because mm. it's a trap. I can say as someone who's been fallen for the trap, like. Um, um, I'm going to say. Um, thinking about uh, 2006 songs. Mm. It would be Hips Don't Lie by Shakira and he would do the dance. And it <laughs> oh, would be my God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I but now I want to see idea. that. I yeah, that is a fan. I love the idea of Sean at the end of this movie who is like friends with everyone and like mm-hmm. having like hanging out with in social circles <laughs> and having a good time, just like letting himself loose a bit. Let me bring you the culture of America, Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I feel bad. My answer is, I I was trying to think like, oh, would he like? Would it be some like cowboy music or something? Um. And I don't know if I don't know if Sean likes music or not. And I decided it would probably be "Wanted Dead or Alive" by Bon Jovi. Yeah, he's butt rock. Yeah. Like I think. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> yeah, in fiction. Yeah, he's like if he's not actual cowboy music, he's butt rock trying to be cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When Sean is forced to leave his first Tokyo school and go to Shujin Academy. What arcana would his persona be from? The fool. <laughs> I I haven't played a persona game, so I don't know. Oh, can, can, can I can I twist this into a JoJo stand question? Oh, absolutely. Because I don't know yeah. persona. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, his 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 stand would be drift missile. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. And, yes, let's go. Uh, you know, and like like a drift missile is like a car, um, like a like a basically like a beater drift. Uh, car that you can just use to like take really hard lines and stuff like that and they're they're usually like beat up junky cars and you just oh, don't wow. care about them so so like a you know yeah. it's, it's, it's a missile that you run into walls and stuff like that and that his mm-hmm. this stand so it would be like drift missile um and it would be like this the, it would be like this sort of like mini car kind of thing that he could ride mm-hmm. uh but then it would like <laughs> um like when when it when it got hit, it actually built like momentum, so he could like bang it into stuff. Oh, I love that like trope and, like, so and, much. Like, the crash like kinetic, it. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> but but then as it gets faster, he starts to yeah. lose more and more control of it, so it gets mm-hmm. dangerous. But but it's it's as he learns to get better, he can control right. it at higher speeds. In the exactly thing is, at when he, the final fight or whatever, he right. has full control at maximum speed because he's master. Right, and himself. he and he learns how to change the vector so he can actually like hit it and then like lift it off the ground so he can almost get like limited flight off of it from like mm. like pinballing around. I I accept this. This is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, we have a link on our uh, Twitter page for more questions, and that is at Carrots for Cars. That's, That's a the four, four is in the numeral. Number four. Uh, because as we I know, made that mistake. Carrots are nos. <laughs> uh, there's a Google form you can send questions in. Uh, we need to get to the ranking of the movie. Yes, but the triangle. Before that, mm-hmm. Quinn, oh, do you have any questions that. for us? Ooh, questions for ooh. Um, hmm. I didn't. I didn't know the question. I would have the question today. Um, <laughs> uh, 
like not right now no like i, I mean feel like i feel like okay. we've covered this movie like really thoroughly mm-hmm. yeah okay that, that's, that's fine yeah okay well then i have a okay. question for you what is this movie about Oh. Can we can we put it mm-hmm. on the triangle? Can we mm-hmm. can we pick two mm-hmm. fast, furious and family? Um, I, I don't. So I I in my head, I have a mapping for what these mean, like writ large. Um, I don't know. Does it is it fair to share that? Or should yeah, I, I think I think we I should think talk so. about that because I think I had one when I came up with it and I maybe I maybe I should have shared what I was thinking or maybe mm-hmm. it's better that I didn't. But uh, go ahead. Oh, OK, so in my mind. I am mapping fast to like the the primal element of car um, mm-hmm. and, and like machinery like in in, in general. Mm-hmm. Like it is about like the appreciation of like machines and like the fastness and the operation of machines and things like that. Um, so it is it is it is the, the car category. Um, mm-hmm. Furious is about violence. Mm hmm. Um, it's about, um, you know, like, like interpersonal violence, but also, sorry, it's 11 PM. Uh, it's about interpersonal <laughs> violence, but it's also about, um, just like the, the spectacle of like seeing like, you know, how it intersects with like car of like seeing car crashes and things like that. Um, Power. yeah. Um, and then family is just about like the interpersonal, um, like where did this fall? Uh, like as far as like it's emphasis on like characters and, and, and their relationships to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. That's, that's, that's essentially what I was thinking. I think you said it more eloquently than I did, but I actually read it as I think almost um, more of three movie archetypes where fast is cars and racing uh, films. Furious is violence and action movie films, mm-hmm. um, movie films, you know, um, and then family being more uh, sort of like, these character focused films from either of those because no movie is just one genre but like family specifically how strong is the character portion in the people in this movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh okay so we're each gonna pick two and then we'll assign our our strength to those Mm -hmm. i have i have mine i have mine okay uh matthew go first um, I think this is a movie that is about fast and family, but mm-hmm. is not about furious. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, yeah, you can't. I don't think we've had a discussion yeah, about. I agree. We've disagreed on stuff before, but you can't put furious in this movie. No. Yeah. There is uh, there's another thing about this movie that I honor. Like I usually will rewatch it uh, before we like the day we have these talks and there's like one gun in this movie and it shows up like near the end of it. And it's like, Holy shit, there's a gun. And it's like, <laughs> and it's wild. Um, I, I like everyone does all the talking with the cars in this one. There's, and when they fight, they fight with the cars and it's a car thing, not a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are we, are we all fast and family? Yeah. Okay. I yes. think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, then we can all go at the same time. So uh, for each of these that we've chosen, we're going to give it a strength from zero to five. Uh, how did we land on fast? Four. Five. Four. Um, I think. I think five. Oh. Yeah, I think I think I agree yeah. with you on this. Um, it I is, love the cars. Yeah. 
definitely like the emphasis feels uh, a big emphasis feels like it's about like the cars and and their operation and, and i just love watching the cars in this movie yeah. like yeah how about how about family uh three four uh, ooh, mm, I think three. Mm. I think I think it's more. Uh, it's more about an individual journey. Yeah. Than oh, yeah. yeah. I think what? I think that is that is part of part of like the category for me. But um, mm-hmm. uh, like, I th- I think like as far as like the stuff I enjoyed, I, I definitely lean towards like the um, the character growth and like the the mm-hmm. the cast and like how how they relate to each other and how they grow but yeah you're right bring me down to a three as well i like i I was thinking about how i there is like a whole background cast in this of the family like essentially like han's kids almost Mm -hmm. um and there but you just don't get enough of them and it's not specifically about their relationships uh one of them is um What's his name? Uh, Virgil from <laughs> Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh, he's yeah. I forgot to, we forgot to call he plays not. Earl. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a different guy, uh, which is funny. Um, he, I I finally listened to him in not in character. He's super British. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he has a very like British accent. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Shouts out to damn, the country that. of Britain, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Abby somewhere saying no don't do that that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is the movie we've most been aligned on uh like yeah I I I think to to like uh, wrap back to like earlier stuff about like how this movie was received like mm-hmm I don't know. I, I this movie has a lot of a lot of like bad reputation. I think of like oh, this is like the bad Fast and the Furious movie. It's uh, it is the one that made the the least money. It made a mere one hundred and fifty eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I don't know. Like this this felt like yeah. a good a good movie. Uh, there's just... like some stuff that I maybe did like in the moment, but like mm-hmm. it's solid. It's just a good movie. Like. It's not super complicated, but it's just solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, fe- I felt it was a good sort of like way for because because I, I feel like they incorporate some of the takes from this movie um, into account, like like the style of the movies get better mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, well, so, yes, so it was like a growing goes forward now. Yeah, right. Um, on that note, our next episode, um, we're actually going to be taking a week off and we're not sure if we're going to fill anything in there yet, but if we do, it will not be Fast and Furious 2009, the fourth film that will be two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll see, we're, we're trying to figure something out for next week, something a little bit fun, but, um, so two weeks from now, that is Fast and Furious 2009. Once again, Justin Lin taking those film touches and stuff given i think this is the second generation of this series um this next movie because we're out of the sort of awkward years at the beginning and into the franchise 
Um, I'm also yeah I think once you have like Vin Diesel in coming in for mm-hmm. a cameo to like hype oh, the next I'm, movie you're yeah you're in franchise town um, I'm I just so realized, excited for Vin to be back I just oh, realized I just remembered. Uh, Los Bandoleros is directed by Vin Diesel oh really because yeah. yeah that's the other thing that we're watching Los Bandoleros which takes place after the fourth movie after yeah um, or it was released mm-hmm. after the fourth movie okay so yes of course that's when we have to watch it um, huh that'll be interesting I'd like to see how Vin Diesel directs yeah, I think um, that'll that'll be mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so we might see you next week. If not, we'll see you two weeks from now for that. Um, Quinn, thank you for joining us so much. Um, Thanks so much thank for you having for me. Bringing your knowledge of RC cars here and more experience with this movie, and it's been great. Um, where can people find you on the internet? What do you want to plug? Uh, um. Not too much like directly to plug. Uh, just you can catch me uh, talking uh, all sorts of sort of uh, game uh, role playing nerdery on uh, Twitter at qh mm. underscore murphy. Um, and uh, you know anything I'll have the plug will I'll be announcing up on there. But, um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I am also talking about video games and anime nonsense, at Bloody Stapler. Uh, how about you, Matt? Where's your bullshit at? Uh, you can find me uh, excruciatingly live-tweeting uh, the Clone Wars <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at, at MRFD. You will have the longest threaded existence by the time you're done. <laughs> it's both chronologically and in terms of number of tweets it's so long uh it also uh, it takes me like twice as long to watch anything um, because i i don't know why you do it i don't i i started it and now i can't stop so i'm uh, yeah I'm, I, I dug my own grave on that one uh thank you to andrew elmore for the use of his tracks off the album digital motorsport you can find his music at satellitesound.bandcamp.com uh Okay, everyone, I guess we all got different cars this time. That means we all need to make distinct, unique sounds as we drive off. <laughs> you know, think of... Uh, I want you to just picture the car, your favorite car from this movie, in your head. Um, your your mental image gives days. it form. Your fighting spirit gives it uh, gives it uh, material reality. Um, channel the Hamon into it. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, all that, all that, all that good stuff. One of these days, I'll remember to like practice this before my roommate gets home. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> There's something. No, no, no! You need to come to it uh, like fresh. You know, you need to bring a okay. fresh experience okay. to this. Mm-hmm. I'm stretching, mm-hmm. stretching the car motors. Yeah, stretching the motor out. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, everyone. Wait, real quick. I just want everyone to know that I, uh, I do have my hand up as if I'm holding a steering wheel. Wait, that felt that felt up. important. Yeah, okay, like you know, sure. if I'm holding yeah. like a, a noon on the steering wheel, like. Uh, one okay, one hand yeah. on the car. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, where do you have your? What, what are you doing with your feet? Uh, I have one on my footrest, and the other one uh, now <laughs> as if it is on a gas pedal. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. And then I, I, I just initiated a drift there, oh. so I like drift around the corner and then. Jam. <laughs>